I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Recording and we are live. That is the perfect intro, Ruby. And we're live. Kia ora, everybody. And this episode is about to be a train wreck because Squish and I, on <laughs> we know all about them on Sunday, were in a train wreck. We were involved in a uh, well, incident. I, we were involved in an incident, and f- look, it was Blenheim's biggest train. <laughs> well, no. Oh, do we have a big <laughs> it was New Ze- it's New Zealand's premier two foot gauge railway, and it fell off the railway. Okay, so for anyone that doesn't follow our close friends or our TikTok, um, I don't think I put it in the newsletter because I want to save something for the podcast. Um, Squish and I on Sunday to celebrate his girlfriend's birthday. We went on this. It's not a miniature train, but it's a mini train. It's New Zealand's premier two-foot gauge railway, Lucy. That means nothing to me. It's a little train that goes down the river. It's called the Riverside Railway. It's really cute. And yeah. it was it, it was a really, really fun time. But we were making jokes before we got on there about like, oh, what if we shake the carriage and like make it derail? Ha ha ha. And obviously, trains don't just derail every day, guys. And we got to the very end. It was a return trip. We got to the end of, like, the first half. And... About five metres away from the platform, the station. Yes. And it just came off its hinges. It came off the rails. It was off the rails. And so... So, a few things happened. Nick's face was like, oh, my God. Sophie was like... Oh my god, we did not just derail after we'd been joking about it. And then also from across the river, there's this cafe across the river, and this guy was waving at me, like, maniacally, manically. And obviously I couldn't hear him because he was across the river. So we all get off the train, and Nick and Dad, this is like, their fucking... We're in our element. They are... you know, how do we help? Yeah. <laughs> what went wrong? You know, how can we help? Oh, yeah, look at that. Yep, yeah, nah, that's what's went wrong there. So we left the boys to talk to the, um, I don't know, train driver, conductor, whatever you call it, who was fretting. <laughs> he was fretting a bit. He was having a moment. And we went over and we got some coffees. And while we were over uh, getting the coffees, the guy that was waving at me was like, now, there were three kids down there playing with the switches and mucking around with the train tracks right before you all turned up. So I was trying to get your attention to tell you that. And I was like, oh, well, I couldn't hear you. You're on the other side of the river. He was like, we got photos of it. So we've just paid for our lunch at the cafe and we're going to go down and show the conductor or the train people the photos. Mind you, Nick and Dad were down there. And so what happened when he came down? He came down... Well, the lady came down. Oh, she went down first? I think so. Yeah. 
God, this is riveting stuff. I know. Uh, and basically just showed us the, like, the, the blurriest photos I've ever seen of like three figures standing above the... Um, the scene of the incident. So they were standing above to watch the Yeah, train. they were watching and laughing and laughing and then they ran away. Oh. And the, the bystanders watched it all happen. Because I was trying to say, like, no, they're just it's kids. It's like a slow motion train wreck. Like, yeah, it's like you can't look away. I was like, don't know, kids, they don't think things through. Like, they wouldn't have meant for this to happen. They would have just been playing with it. But then to hear that they were above watching... Mm. And then when we got back down, we sort of looked at the railway tracks and the guy said that some stones had been shoved in it to make it... It could have gone two ways, um, the train. Literally could have gone two, ra- two ways on two different tracks. And instead it sort of went fell through. in between. Yeah, went down the middle. So basically that was hilarious. And then we got ushered into taxis. Well, we ended up walking. Dad got put in a taxi because <laughs> we were on the other end of town. And yeah. we didn't get back. Uh, but it was pretty cool. All's well that ends well. Yeah. And it was a fun day out and a good story, maybe, for the shit show. You guys can all be the judge of that. Uh, so I would recommend if you're in town. <laughs> yes. Squish, um, what describes... No. I was about to do a whole culture vulture thing on you just then. Oh. What is the weirdest thing... Well, you thing... can if you want. No. Um, we'll save that for London, Laura. Because I want to know your weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week. Okay. The weirdest thing I saw on the internet is kind of the coolest thing, oh. but also kind of weird. Okay. Um, it's a lady on TikTok who is building a tunnel underneath her house. Um, like doomsday vibes or just no, just like for fun, recreation. For yeah, for recreation. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. God. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, her um, her name is Carla. Okay. And her what's the thing handle? Oh yeah. Username. Whatever you want, both work. Her other thing is engineer dot everything. So she bu- has built like an elevator to lift up all the rocks oh, into what? out of her basement because it starts in the basement and it just goes. Where does she want it to end? I don't know, I but don't she's th- building kind of across, not down. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I think they call that a hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a pit. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, I'd love to know where it ends up. Please keep me updated on her journey. Yeah. Carla.everything. Or Carla.engineer. No, engineer.everything. Engineer.everything. Um, and look, I can get... I can link Ruby so she can input some of the, the video. <laughs> I can link she's... Ruby so she can watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, that's my weirdest thing. Go check it out, everybody. Um, I think it's pretty nifty. I actually will. Yeah. What was yours? Um, mine is just an extension of the Gen Z humor that I talked about last week, but basically it's just, I was scrolling on TikTok during, you know, famously a hurricane hit California for the first time in a long time. And an earthquake. This week and an earthquake. Um, and I was just scrolling on TikTok and I started seeing, okay, there was, these weren't even across videos of the hurricane. These were just across random storm videos. One of them was like... I might die, but y'all, why the storm Loki slaying? And then, like, the kiss emoji. Like, period queen, get your revenge. And then another one. Okay, I'm about to die, but mm, why this tornado Loki slaying? And then the heart eyes emoji, and then the tongue out emoji. And then just randomly, wasn't going to drink again tonight, but Loki missing JFK like a motherfucker. And then just, like, the storm outside. And I'm just... I don't know. Gen Z, you're just wacko, and I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's very funny. Same. I actually think it's so funny. It's like, let's not be, let's have a move back from being ultra sensitive and start making jokes like this again. You know? 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, Nick's going to do this thing that he's been doing for the past week. He did last week where he gives us an intro to one of the political parties. But again, we'll pop it at the end of the episode in case you don't give a fuck about New Zealand. That's not the point, though. The point is about New Zealand elections, yeah. yeah. You definitely should care if you're from New Zealand. And Ruby also recommends that you go and do, we'll link it in the show notes. There's like a um, little quiz you can take online that sort of points you in your political direction Mm. if you don't really know where to start. Obviously, don't just go by that, but it's a good little tool. You can go off vibes as well. Vibes. Vibes only. Um, But I am just going to quickly talk about two stories. The first one, Nick, is actually a follow-up to um, something we talked about on the shit show two months ago, I think. And do you remember when we talked about um, Prigozhin? I do indeed. So he was the Wagner boss who basically turned against... Russia or turned against Putin um, and was gonna fo- was gonna like stage a, a coup or a mutiny, but it didn't really happen. Um, and he was in charge of a lot of soldiers, merc- how do you say it? mercenaries? Mercenaries who are like soldiers that are paid to be soldiers um, against like normal soldiers are paid to be soldiers, but like a private army. Yeah, yeah, yes, great. That is a much better way of putting it. Anyway, he. Since he sort of turned against Putin, um, it's obviously something that you don't do lightly. He's sort of been keeping a low pro. People have been saying that his days were basically numbered since he did that. And Nick, today he was in a plane crash with no survivors. This was obviously all over the BBC. Uh, It was quite fresh when I wrote this. So forgive us if in typical shit show fashion... There is more information by the time this episode's out. But Nick, essentially, there was a lot of things going around on social media and the BBC were even saying um, Prigozhin's plane fell out of the sky. That's sort of the line that a lot of people have been using. Um, The Russian Emergencies Ministry has said that the private aircraft came down, killing everyone on board. I think there was 10 people uh, on board, and of them, it's been said that Prigozhin was one of them. Uh, a criminal investigation has been launched into the cause of the crash, which I think is a bit of a farce. Uh, a lot of unconfirmed reports floating around on Twitter are saying that the jet was shot down by the Russian military, which seems like it could be a very possible yeah, the, I mean, thing that happened. It, it seemed, yeah. But Nick also told me before we got on the mic, again, unconfirmed, that this isn't the first time that Prigozhin has maybe been assumed dead. Yeah. In fact, he pulled it. Well, I saw a tweet that says this, so it could be total bullshit. Yeah. And I can't find the tweet again. Okay, so everyone, <laughs> so, everyone. Grain, grain assault, salt. Grain assault vibes. Yeah. Um, but fuck, it's a pretty good story. Um, apparently he's done this before. Yeah. Um, faked his death in a plane crash. So, well, and not- Yeah. Uh, not saying he faked his death this time, but maybe... Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, really? the thing is, that's kind of why I preface saying this story could change completely by the time this episode's mm. out. Um, but this is what the BBC are reporting right now. But yeah, he's he's gone and. Apparently, it's just huge news. Dad told me, this is all anyone's talking about at my work today. I was like, you're a real estate agent in Blenheim. Why are they talking about that? Phoebe told me about it at my work. Oh, my God. Okay, so the agriculture industry in Blenheim is really caring about this. They should listen to this app. Yeah, I'm going to play it over the winery speakers tomorrow. Yeah. My second news story, Squish, is... um, and you've probably heard about this, is that Japan is set to release treated water. Actually, I read just before we got on mic that they've started releasing the water from the Fukushima nuclear disaster back in 2011. So a quick refresher from when we spoke about this in 2011. No, a quick refresher on um, what the Fukushima nuclear disaster is. Essentially a huge 9.0 magnitude earthquake Um, caused a big tsunami in Japan, which flooded three reactors of the Fukushima nuclear power plant. We basically all know about this. It's regarded as one of the world's worst nuclear disasters, or the worst one since Chernobyl. Now, in July, the plan to start releasing some of this uh, treated radioactive water from this disaster into the Pacific Ocean, it was signed off by the UN's nuclear watchdog, But Nick, this does not mean that people are impressed or on board with it. So we should say, because I posted this on TikTok and so many people were, obviously it's TikTok so they don't really do more research, but were outraged that radioactive water was being released. But this water will be released over 30 years. It's been totally filtered and diluted. And like scientists have said that this is fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, basically Japan's been collecting and storing this contaminated water in tanks for over a decade. Space is running out. They had to do something about it. And the reason that people are so angry, rightly so, is specifically because of the, uh, like fishing industry over there. It's not so much that this would make any of the produce unsafe. It's that it's just really not a good look reputationally. It's not. I mean, it's harder to sell radioactive fish. So it's scientifically safe, but fishermen and local industries obviously are pissed off because who wants to eat fish from radioactive water? It'll be like the fish from The Simpsons with three eyes. Yes. But no, it's not actually going to be like that. Because nuclear plants, Nick, around the world, they regularly do this. They do this with wastewater that has tritium or tritium, however that's pronounced, levels that are above what this filtered water has. So this is, like, safe. But um, people are saying that Japan's putting its own self-interest over the long-term well-being of all of humankind, which Mm, feels like quite... A little bit of a reach. Yeah, like a huge thing to say. Hong Kong, though, has said it would immediately activate import curbs on some Japanese food products. Um, And both South Korea and China... I mean, they've previously banned fish imports from around Fukushima. But, yeah, again, this is going to be... It's a UN-approved plan. It's scientifically safe. um, And it's been approved by scientists. But I I actually totally understand the fear for the industries um, based on reputations and ideological shit. But I'm like, what else are they going to do? They've literally run out of space. It's all about how you market it. you, You could say... Japan is dumping nuclear waste in the ocean, and but really, Japan is releasing discharging um, 
filtered. Yeah, cooling water. Water in over thirty years. Yeah, so, I don't so know. it's it's not like it's going to be it's going to be diluted as fuck as well over thirty years. Anyway, squish um, something a bit more lighter for all of us to think about. National Party Politics New Zealand. <laughs> yes. So, as you alluded to earlier, last week yep. I covered the Labour Party. Loved it. Yep. So did all the fans. I've had millions and millions of messengers. Have you? Uh, no. Oh. Um, Guys, please Maybe because they don't know where I am. But this week I've got the National Party. Right. Um, so the Nats are the country's... Well, the Nats is? The Nats are. I don't know. Whatever you want. The National Party is the country's second biggest political party based off last year's election. Um, and they're kind of in the box seat at the moment to lead at the end of this year's one. Oh, whoa. So the latest polls have got them and the ACT Party, which I'll probably talk about next week, being able to form a government based off the polls. So they're led by the second of the characters in our the big crispy decision of 2023. Crispy so Chris. Crispy Chris, it's on. Um, and an evangelical Chris Jin. No. Well, yeah, yes. yeah, but I. <laughs> but I've got to say that later. Sorry, sorry. Spoiler, everyone. Or if we cut out the awkward silence, and then that will be a funny little bit. Yeah, the audience can't see me fuming. <laughs> so this is Chris Luxon. This is Chris Luxon. Yep. Luxon had a rapid rise up the ranks. He came in as MP for Bot- Botany in the last election, so it's an Auckland electorate, um, and is giving the National Party some stable. It's giving stable leadership. I think what I literally... <laughs> our brains are so rotted that when yeah. you're saying that, I was like, I'm it's a, giving what? I'm a Gen Z at heart. It's giving leadership. Apple botany genes. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible thought. <laughs> oh, God. Lisa, Wait, I get the feeling that you're not taking this seriously. Actually, just really quickly, that was going to be my weirdest thing. Did you see the guy... I sent it to you on TikTok. An MP for somewhere that's recorded a version of Don't Stop oh, Believing. Shane Jones. <laughs> Bart or Shane. <laughs> God. Anyway, anyway. So Chris could do that with Apple Botany jeans. I don't want, and nobody wants that. <laughs> so yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> As you said earlier, Lucy, I'm not sure if it's been kept in or not. Um, Luxon is an evangelical Christian um, who is recognized as a social conservative. Uh, he's also had a career in business leading up to politics with being the CEO of Air New Zealand. Um, the most well-known role. That the role it. that he's probably most well-known for, especially here in New Zealand. Is he the one with heaps of houses? Heaps, heaps of houses, no hair. Yeah. So the National Party was founded in 1936. It's played a significant role in the country's political landscape, so it's sort of been one of the two big parties for mm-hmm. a really long time. Um, it, was, it was sort of emerged as the conservative centre-right party, and it was initially founded with the intention to counter the influence of the Labour Party. I was going to say that, because as we learnt last week, the Labour Party was the first one mm-hmm. that we had. Yep. So I was kind of like, if we were going by Hamilton, <laughs> I was like, mm, a rival's going to pop up somewhere. Mm, yeah. And it came in the National Party. Yes. I don't quite get that reference, but sure... <laughs> Don't worry, someone might. Uh, Throughout its history, the National Party has been in power for five terms, um, often focusing on things like economic growth, trade and individual freedoms. Uh, In their five terms, they've had notable leaders like Sir Robert Muldoon and Sir John Key. They've left their marks in their own ways, um, like Muldoon's crazy economic management in the 70s and 80s, 
and drunken snap election announcements. Yeah, I remember learning about that in politics at university. It's like seeing the video of him outside the hotel room or whatever. Uh, that doesn't give you much time to run up to an election, Prime Minister. It doesn't give my opponents much time to <laughs> run up to an election either. Ooh, I hate how well you did that. You look like a South Park character. <laughs> Carry on. Mm, yes. Anyway, enough of my Muldoon. Um, as mentioned before, National sit to the right of Labour uh, and the right of centre on the political spectrum. Um, and that is sort of reflected in some of their policies for the upcoming election. So what have we got? We got... I've just got a little little list um, because I went out for dinner last night. Because <laughs> Nick is allowed to live his young life. And it was actually work dinner, so it was working. Yeah. Work dinner. Not Cisco work dinner. <laughs> Not Cisco work dinner. My work dinner. Work dinner. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ruby, cut that. I don't know what Lucy's been eating today, but it's bizarre. I had a Coke. Yeah, Lucy, I've got a Coke right here, and I'm not being silly. <laughs> yes, you are. You did the. What I'm doing is my opponents, but can't. Well, it doesn't give my opponents much time to run to an election either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever practiced that before or did you just do it then no why would i practice that because <laughs> it was really good okay anyway policies boot camps for youth offenders okay so instead of putting them in pres or yeah or instead of just giving them a slap on the wrist um also the policy that we covered uh a couple of weeks ago no cell phones in schools they want to ban the cell phones in schools they sound um, lame yeah, give the kids cell phones. These guys seriously sound mean and no, lame. No, but seriously, like, cell phones are kind of, like, part of the world. But anyway, right anyway, um, they want to give tax cuts. So they're the, the party for tax cuts. Um, they want to give it, give them to wealthy people. Um, give tax cuts to wealthy people. Well, based on how much you earn sort of thing. You pay less tax. Well, it's tax cuts for everybody. Oh, yeah. But if you earn more, you get more of a tax cut. They want to, and they're going to give these tax cuts by uh, spending less money to go in government. So, you know, cut things like funding for arts and... Um, oh, I don't want them to cut funding to the arts. Me whining on the... Don't worry, Lucy, because they're going to spend $24.8 billion on roads over the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to allow um, people to dip into their KiwiSaver for use on rental bonds. Now that one ain't a bad idea, but you keep saving everyone. I don't know. If it save didn't... it for your house. So we've got the second political party to be formed in New Zealand. They are looking like they might get. Not really the second political party to be formed, but the second oldest. Oh. Because some parties have come and gone. Oh. There were, oh yes. There were political parties before the Labour Party, okay. but they yeah. don't exist anymore. So the second. That is still standing. Yeah. 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 Got you. They are looking like they have a bit of oomph behind them for the select. They're in the lead. They get lots of money from donations. It's another Chris. It's another he, Chris. He's an evangelical Christian. Um, he has seven homes. Uh, yes. This is information that you're pulling out now. I didn't speak about that. Nick didn't, but I'm just, you know, recapping for the people. But that was... And they... And no phones in schools. And roads. And roads. Lots of roads. Yeah. Okay. That was a really good rundown. Thank Next you. week, we're going to have to do everyone. Like five. So we're going to do Greens, Act, New Zealand First, and Te Pāti Māori. 
Yeah. So they're like the four. We have to put, we wouldn't usually put them all in one, but it might be our last shit show together. Uh, Mic drop. Uh, yeah. Which will be sad. But until. But it's going to be five hours long because we've got to talk about five different. <laughs> so we might, look, we might have a few more together depending on my visa situation. So they might not be uh, all in next week's. But otherwise, gear up for that. Yeah. And Nick, I do have a good news story for you. Oh, okay. I didn't, had completely designed out. I am going to be reading it straight from USA Today. Burger King worker went viral for never missing a day of work in 27 years. Where is he now? At work. Well, yes. Spoiler alert. He still hasn't missed a shift. He's the cutest guy ever. His name's Kevin Ford, and he's a grandpa. And people don't realize, Nick, that when this video went viral of him getting a gift for his 27-year without missing a shift anniversary, um, he was actually going through a divorce. And he says he's... What, is he spending too much time at Burger King? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But he says he was in the middle of separating from his wife at the time. Now they're divorced. He was devastated. Um, So this, when all that good stuff was happening, he said it was the first time he was actually ever alone. But anyway, after that went viral, that video... What was the gift? The gift was a Starbucks reusable tumbler, a bag of Reese's candy, pens, and two rolls of Lifesavers. You're shitting me. (laughs) You are shitting me. And a few other um, items. What, a fucking cup that he can go get a a free fill up of Pepsi or whatever? What a piss take. So anyway. Corporate. So he expressed his gratitude in a video online. Like he put it on because he was happy. And then many people looked at it and had your reaction and thought he deserved more. So then his daughter, after seeing that this video went viral and people were saying that he... They wanted to give him more. Set up a GoFundMe. He's 55. And she set it up just so that he could go and travel to see his grandkids. She set a goal of $200. But his story, Nick, inspired thousands of people to donate. And at the end of the month, the GoFundMe was over over $250,000. Because people were donating like $27, one for each year of service. And that was like the, the standard, I think, that most people did. But anyway, he said that... He, so he went on the Today Show, reunited with his family, and then he flew back home and then went straight to work. He said, I went back to Vegas, got off the plane, I'd closed He lives in car, Vegas? Yeah. And I went to work. I didn't want to miss that day of work. And he says he still hasn't missed a shift to this day. His story doesn't end there, though. People kept donating, and by Christmas, um, the GoFundMe had reached $389,000. By Christmas? Yeah. Last how, Christmas. How old is this story? No, this is, well, this is where is he now? Uh-huh. So I'm just telling you, right. like, what happened. So in addition to donating that money, um, lots of people gifted him experiences. So he went to Nepal and saw Mount Everest. <laughs> what? And he said, I barely ever been on a plane before. And then he said um, that the experience changed him to ever. Now, nearly 14 months after, the GoFundMe has reached $422,000. And he's he's got four... Four daughters and three grandkids, so he's given them some. Um, and then he had his dream car, which he bought, which is a Ford Fusion Hybrid. What? Yeah, so, like, he's not out there wasting it. He was like, I put most of it towards my retirement and my future. He's never had money before, so he bought his dream car, and it was a Ford Fusion Hybrid. Anyway, 
Um, I thought you were going to say Ford Mustang, and I was like, I can regale no. you with stories of my time in Las Vegas driving a Ford Mustang. I was like, oh, oh, I'm just like this guy. I know, but instead of Ford Fusion, but he said, a lot of comments assume that I'm retiring. They say, enjoy your retirement, but I don't have plans on retiring just yet. No, not when he's riding the BK Gravy train. Fuck me. Seriously. Um, not when Lucy, he- that's like me going to work, to work at Burger King. He's been working at Burger King since he was 28. Oh my God. <laughs> And he hasn't missed a shift since he was 28. Holy fuck. So he deserved more than that stupid fucking Starbucks oh, cup. Th- I'm still pissed about that. Lifesavers. Don't worry. He has now made almost 500k USD. Oh, yeah, but if... From us. If he had never... People. If he had never posted that... I know. It, and none of po- this would have happened. The thing is, he posted to say thank you as well, and everyone was like, nah, bro, you deserve more. Oh, so... I don't, I'm, I don't know how to feel. I feel angry, but I'm also happy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like I love the internet for that reason. But I hate Burger King. Yes. <laughs> okay, and on that note, everyone, um, we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah. Possibly think... our last week. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know. Probably we'll... sick of it anyway, to be honest. I said they're probably sick of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> and on that note, everyone, bye. Bye. Or TikTok. It's actually a good TikTok. So, really nobody. It didn't Because they all do that. Oh my god, Ruby's gonna fucking. Oh, sorry. No, no one's with both of them. Ruby, we just like. We just like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> talk blah, 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 over blah. each other, everything. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.